Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Detroit Dart Talk. In the studio today, we have a few people and a new guest. Who do we have? Connor McGaffey. Tim Hool. Sam Yao. Our special guest. And myself, Eric Shelleman. Let's uh, get right to it, as we always do, and talk about projects that we've been working on. Since Sam is the guest, I think we'll let him go second so he can get a feel for how we kind of how we do this. Um, Tim, what you been working on? Uh, a couple things, actually. Um, I uh, actually broke open the um, Speedload 6 I was talking about in the last episode and uh, upgraded that, so that's firing about 60. How, how many times did you open it? <laughs> I op- Well, I reopened it about three times. Uh, there, there's definitely a learning curve to uh, getting all the pieces in the right place to put that back together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> the first time I put it back together, I tried to uh, use an upgraded O-ring on the plunger, and uh, it was only hitting about 35 FPS, which... <laughs> Well, before I opened it up, it was hitting 50, so <laughs> marked uh, n- unimprovement. Was that with the spring upgrade already? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so. Spring upgrade, um, I see. I punched out the uh, air restrictor, restrictor thank yeah, you, yeah. and uh, upgraded the O-ring, and it, it, was, it lost about 15 FPS by doing that. So after a couple of more times of taking it apart, putting it back together, tweaking things, I got it up to around 65. So it's hitting about the same as a hammer shot. So it's, it still it's looks u- sweet. It does. So. It's usable. Yeah. That's the one thing about that blaster that it doesn't matter. It just looks cool. It looks really cool. I, I have no issues running that in a uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town mm-hmm. game. It, it, it shoots that. It shoots well enough for that. It does so good I'm enough. I'm happy. Besides, yeah. so most of so. your engagements are close range that's in that right, game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're you're shooting somebody in the back as you pass by, or what? <laughs> you do that? <clears throat> no, never. You dirty terrorist. That's Tom. Traitor, <laughs> I should say. Um. Oh. And then uh, the other thing that I am working on, and and it's still a work in progress, is I had a crimson recon that I had the old school Orange Bodworks full metal kit in, and uh, I went to go play with that the other, uh, you know, about a month ago with the boys. Uh, at our house, and I went to prime it back, and the the cheap pot metal that they made the uh, the full metal internals on for the uh, bolt just cracked, so I couldn't use that. So I started working on uh, swapping out parts to make it an, into a retalicon, which the worker uh, prophecy internals, the not the expanded plunger tube, the um, standard size and, and plunger I, tube. And I right, feel like yeah. I should let you talk about this because Eric, you're the one who discovered this. So, and I think we'll have a picture of this on our Instagram. Um, well, they there are now two crimson recons that are that have gotten sort of this treatment of upgraded internals. Um, the the one of them is is the crimson recon that uh, the rest of the group gr- uh, graciously put together for me as for doing some some or they did some nice things for me. Anyways, but the uh, the blaster has my blaster has the standard plunger tube the um, from worker as well as the worker pusher bolt system and um, a spring from Worker, as well as their catch. And all that together fits inside a recon shell without any sort of internal cutting. You just have to make sure that there's a fin on the plunger tube, and you have to make sure that's oriented in the correct way, which you'll see as soon as you try and put it together. And everything else just drops in nice and simple. Um, I actually broke the recon bolt sled the first time, so I put a Worker bolt sled in there, and now everything came together. the thing about it is it works because, you know, it's designed as a system. 
worker put it all together and tim is tim is kind of putting multiple pieces into his right now yeah so i and running into trouble i'm, I'm kind of hodgepodging it together so i'm still using the metal bolt sled that came with the orange mod works kit and i'm using the worker plunger tube and uh plunger but i didn't have access to the worker bolt so i'm using a stock retaliator bolt and what i'm finding is that retaliator bolt bottoms out in the plunger tube before it pushes the plunger uh, far enough back to catch. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try filling in the dead space on the plunger uh, to see if that gives it the extra distance it needs to catch. Otherwise, I'm going to have to get my hands on a worker um, bolt. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty sweet. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm anxious to get uh, Red Sonia back up and, and fighting. Ooh, I don't have a name. You got yeah. You got to find a good name for. You guys have any name suggestions? I actually don't have. Uh, Blasty McBlast face. No <laughs> internet, get out of here. <laughs> the the red wedding. The red. Oh, mm. I like that. That's a good one. Spoilers. Crimson Tide. Hunt. Crimson Tide is good too. Red, red October. Uh, but then it, people would be hunting it all the time. I don't know. But then you're, Sean you're Connery would live in my you're, blaster. You're hunting with Red October. I guess so. The red wedding is more in my interest set though. Uh, yeah. And you put a little, little veil on it. There you go. Pretty yeah. it up a little bit. Mention in the comments of our Instagram, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll put the picture up, and then put you the guys up, and you guys vote for what you think Eric should name his. Yeah, uh, and maybe we'll account. listen to your comments and name it. Actually, Assuming it's not Blasty McBlasty face or some permutation. Sam, what have you been working on? <laughs> uh, I am working on a printed magazine and a printed uh, air bolt system driven. Mm -hmm. Uh, by is uh, general by low pressure air power around like 40 60 psi for like hand pump air tanks uh, the goal of um, f for the bolt the goal of that project is to replace uh, the old-fashioned um, NIC uh, hopper with the Y that you usually see since those have rather strict limits on the kind of darts they can feed, mm -hmm. the dart head characteristics required, the foam length, and things like that. Um, okay. I'd like to replace that with uh, just being able to use a mag for that. And with springers, we have that with things like the caliber. And, um, mm -hmm. But for air blasters, we don't have something like that. And that's, okay, that's the goal of cool. that project. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, anxious to see what that turns out like. I didn't really talk about it, but um, I started putting together a JSPB Urban Ops, which led me to the JSPB website and sort of down a little rabbit hole of air-powered blasters, which is kind of cool. Like, I, I didn't know about uh, too much about this because we don't have, besides you, Sam, there's not a lot of people here in the area who are running those type of blasters. That's sort of an East Coast thing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like, generally, it, I'd say a lot of it comes from kind of the older days of Nerf where um, you don't have... Um, Companies like Worker making and selling right. kit parts yeah. and things like that. Um, that was like you would spend $100 and build a rainbow, or uh, you could deck out like the big blast and just stick a Y on it and okay, hook it cool. up like 10 times. Hmm. And the, the JSPB, they do some, their magazine or their hopper system, I should say, is a pressurized hopper where they seal the back of the hopper yes. and the pressure keeps the darts fed forward, which um, I thought was kind of neat. So the JSPB uses the RCB, which is kind of a precursor to the hopper, where 
you have darts sitting in line um, in a sealed tube, as you said, and the dart seats into the barrel on on, on, the, on the other end of the T. And when the air release comes through, it fills up the entire tube, and the dart blocks the barrel, so it forces the dart through. The Y and the hopper works more or less off the same principles, but has slightly different challenges mm-hmm. to get it to work and different Did, restrictions. Is there a pressurized hopper on that one too? Is that because I know you've got like the you is the Y the one that has a clear piece of PVC or acrylic running uh, sort of like at a Y angle? Yes, and it's you drop it in the top. Degrees, yes. Yeah. Okay. And then dart has to seat at the barrel um, in a certain way in order for it to fire. Right on. Um, I gotcha. So really, I just want to replace that with something more modern, uh, where where you run the bolt uh, that pushes a dart mm-hmm. from a magazine into a barrel. We have the technology. We can make him. We better. do. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Because you're the you're you're the one guy, like we said before, who runs that system here. But whenever we've done the field wars and we have the long range kind of uh, sniping or or battles in the field. Um, you do just great with that. I mean, that actually, I think, might even outrange our normal caliburns. Mm. I'm not sure, but... It's, uh... So, it, it's... There's a few pros and cons. Um, I used to run uh, what we call the SCS, the suction, mm-hmm. uh, suction cup slug, which is basically um, just your usual suction dart. Uh, chop the front of it out, cut the foam, and then super glue a piece of felt on it. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, it's very much like the old stuff in slugs, but without any metal weights in it, and it performs just as well, if not better. Hmm. Um, however, it's not as aerodynamic as a worker dart, so that mm-hmm. is another reason why I'm looking into uh, this bolt design here. Modern system, um, right on. That's pretty cool. Is that something you have a picture of at all that we could post up later, or is it something that you're yes, still? Yes, I have. Uh, I can get some CAD screenshots of it. Be kind of cool if yeah. you're re- if you're There's ready to share it. I don't it. know, but um, there's still it. a lot that I'm figuring out. But I do have some parts that I could get screenshots of. Cool. Yeah, that's definitely a different set of our of our listener audience um, that we haven't really addressed. That would be a good yeah. episode. Co- topic is the NIC. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that um, I kind of would like for this group is to kind of branch out and see, like, get more involved with the NIC and see what they're doing. By this group, um, you mean the SDNC, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things, like, I, I, I know a lot of the stuff we get kind of sits on that as a foundation, but um, mm-hmm. it's there, I, I try to bring as much as, of that as I can into it. I think that's pretty much the one aspect of the community we aren't dabbling in right now. Pretty I mean, much, we've got yeah. HVZ, we've got regular PVP, we've got the competitive, we just don't have the old school NIC. Mm-hmm. I think there would be a large, uh, I don't know if learning curve's the right, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if if learning curve's the right uh, term or... Uh, well, um, there'd, there'd, there'd be a hard push to get a large enough group of us together because caliber. nobody has those. Bla- <laughs> yeah, I mean, Everybody caliber. just buys a caliber yeah. now, yeah. Which they can apparently get from worker now. Yeah. That's pretty much what's happened. Like, all the stuff you used to have to do with machining springers is now replaced with the Calibrin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone at APOC was running a Calibrin, pretty much. Really? You'd yeah. think that they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. Now, what is APOC? I guess let's just explain um, that for a second. APOC, Apocalypse, is 
a, a long-running um, NIC war on the East Coast. Uh, kind of like it's held in New Jersey. Um, big open fields, usually with some mix of woods. Uh, lots of maneuver-based kind of gameplay. Um, every time we go there, it's usually raining part of the day. Um, otherwise, the other parts of the day, the sun's just beating down on you, and it's humid. There's but nothing in the middle. Not particularly. It's always on the first Saturday mm-hmm. of August. I'm just um, surprised there's not more homemade since that's sort of the holdout of the old school, right? You're not getting more people making their own blasters. There used that. to be, though, right? There, there was. There's yeah. been a shift in the last now year Now the homemade two. is mainly the caliber. Yeah. Dang it, Slug. <laughs> too much money was given to you. Well, and that's where Slug came from, yes. right, with NIC? Yeah. I mean, that's why they're called Slugs is because of yep. him, right? Yeah, he, he invented the original... Uh, stuff and slug darts well, not the original stuff in but um the slug which had the foam on it instead of the glue dome mm-hmm. and that dart became the iteration over the glue domes it just hurt a lot less mm-hmm. well, maybe was it more aerodynamic at all than the glue it dome? was less aerodynamic because of the flatter head mm-hmm. um if you got like a certain washer it would still have good weight distribution um right but okay. it, it gets kind of complicated different kind of weights you can use hmm. i got you cool anything else you want to talk about that you've been working on or um i'm working on a uh a magazine for half-length darts that's the size of a full-length magazine uh originally i found the concept um actually originally i was trying to design my own half-length magazine adapter and then i just realized why don't i just make a dual channel magazine mm-hmm. um the concept was originally Ooh, from okay. a uh, paintball magazine where you would have uh two so it's two magazines in one and you would have a door a sliding door at the top where you could switch the channels and then Hmm. um like the way i had it originally is you would take the magazine out turn it around and flip the door and put it back in to reload it um although i just found out yesterday yesterday that Zaruko uh, worked on one of these and kind of implemented one by hacking up a Hasbro 12 mag. And it's hmm. interesting because he has a uh, switching, uh, like okay. some piece that will switch the door without having to take the mag out. And that's hmm. beneficial in a Springer form where the dart, the dart can see on either end of the mag. Yeah, I'd be interested um, to see that. But yeah, one of the too. things I want to do is with the uh, roll-up springs, which can hold 30 darts. So <laughs> you can put 60 darts in the mag this way, theoretically. Damn. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's that's quite the capacity. Now, on this design, do you have to take it out and flip it over, or is it in line somehow? Uh, uh, it depends on the blaster. It could probably work in line through a springer like a Calibrin. But for a flywheel, if the push share doesn't um, travel that far, mm-hmm. then it okay. would have to. Yeah, right yeah. on. I got you. So they're both the darts are both coming out of the same side of the magazine. So so you put the you put the magazine in, and there's next. So the 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 lips where you normally would have the lips, both of your half length darts are coming out of the same side, or are they on opposite sides? Uh, they are on opposite sides of the mag, and there's a door that blocks one of the channels. Okay, I'll have to Although, show you what I mean, because there's there's a magazine out there that takes half lengths that you can basically feed darts up, and it, it basically feeds up darts 
in one end, uh, like the front end you can call it or whatever, and then opposite of that, it feeds darts like th- it feeds darts coming down, and so you you have darts coming up like this, and you take it oh, out like a U shape. Hmm. Right. Sort of. <coughs> this is really hard. Sorry, oh, they, sorry, they, listeners. They this feed, is a little they hard. They feed to... in the same direction. Oh, yours does. Yeah. Okay. They feed in the same direction. That's oh, a good that's, way to put that's it. That's an interesting idea, actually, where they feed opposite. Yeah. I think someone's done the feed opposite is one of the things I had on my list of to dos a long time ago, but somebody's done it recently. So, um, I don't know the name of the person, but I saw it on Reddit. <laughs> one of the probably the worst issue I'm seeing so far is the feed lips extend and they have to the feed reliably or else it might drop the dart that the mag um but this causes it to crash into some of the mag wells so oh, those require yeah. cutting or redesign that's why they have custom so the half length da- adapters that are out there um tungsten e, i think tungsten exe um mm-hmm. puts out adapters on thingiverse for free and he has different adapters for basically each blaster strife rapid strike you know, oh. re- retaliator. I think he has a generic universal one too, but the the blaster specific ones are designed to like look integrated, right? I'm not sure. I had to print out a Strife specific one um, for my half length adapter, or the one that he made that I printed out was Strife specific. The reason being is that um, the the dart when you have the uh, the pusher, the pusher pushes the dart forward. And then the pusher can actually drag across the top of the next dart. And so if there's not a way to support it, it can pull the next dart backwards. And so oh, and it would okay. pull it would put like pull it out of alignment. Um and so there's usually like a little like a little holding lip or something like that. I don't know. Something along those lines is what I was reading. But we are getting deep down a non descriptive rabbit hole with lots of uh words that we uh can't really find the right words for. So, Connor, you been doing anything? Uh, just kind of my goal right now is just to be a little more strategic on social media for the business, uh, mm-hmm. posting more on Instagram and Facebook, YouTube even. Uh, I just posted a uh, just an unedited full game of, what was the first one? Z- zombie Deathmatch. Death mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And uh, that's pretty entertaining. So I think for the future events, I'll always ha- get footage and do my weekly business vlog thing but try to get like full gameplays and post those throughout the week too awesome in a separate like playlist, playlist right? that's just yeah. um unedited footage and stuff like that and i i enjoyed that for that video it was different in a different feel but yeah was... if you guys um haven't seen it which there's no reason you would have seen it by now but if you haven't um by the time that you listen to this podcast go check it out on the detroit dart club Facebook or a YouTube channel because it is a really cool look at how the club is laid out and Connor does very cinematic movements to kind of show the game. He's almost like a live camera operator taking you through the middle of the battle. So he's finding angles and smoothly moving from the competing sides of the game and showing you sort of the progression of what's happening. So he's always taking you to where the action is going on. Um, it's a great way to watch a watch a dark game a game of Nerf that we play here and get a feel for the sort of the whole layout of the place. Cause he really does kind of go through all the rooms and yeah, that was funny. The one part where, uh, I thought I was going to give the, uh, zombies a good piece of advice and, you know, <laughs> flank around the front. Yeah. I yeah. And the kid got tagged out like immediately. Like, that, yeah. like, yeah. So not helpful, but so you help the humans. What's that? You I helped I, the humans. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that, that was a fun night. I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, just posting more on social media. Mm-hmm. My goal for like Instagram, for example, I want to learn how to do Instagram TV, whether that's just posting a YouTube video onto that. Um, although I think it has to be under 10 minutes. So I don't know. I at least want to learn how to do that and mm-hmm. try new things on social media. So with Instagram TV, is it? Um, can you watch those videos later or are they kind of like... I th- you gone. should be able to. I think they're trying to compete with like a YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely like has a ways to go as far as like, I don't even know. It, it, I, I remember when it first came out, people were like, this is weird. But then now more people are doing it. So it's like has a feel of like, well, this might Become as well get on it thing. early and mm-hmm. at least learn how to do it. Instagram TV. That's what uh, that's what bombed our end war episode when I was over here. Oh, yeah. My phone, right? Yeah. Trying to check uh, check Jackie's message instagram tv starts playing Playing in the background yeah Yeah. it was like i don't know jersey girls or something (laughs) hooting and hollering it was something crazy but uh yeah just um stuff like that just posting more uh that's that's been what i'm that's been what i'm working on you also rearranged your uh your store oh did that we haven't had a yeah, wow. so I re- so I rearranged the store we have. It used to be in like a, a pretty big area, and it was just kind of confusing. People would when we have parties going on, we didn't have like a staff member like in there, and people just kind of walk around, and we just like didn't sell anything. So I condensed it all to like an area where you can't avoid it almost, and we're selling more. So that's awesome. So that's good. And then uh, now we have more space in that other area where we can figure out what to do with that, whether it's mod party or. I don't know. It's a lot of square footage to it's get like creative staging with. staging area for parties, like the next Something, group comes yeah. in. Yeah. And, oh, like actually, people. that's a way to have more groups because once they move out of the arena, that can be their post, uh, you know, their post-event space if they're going to do. Games. Yeah, but the problem with that is uh, people usually do food in the middle, and it's mm, just more. Yeah. It's just easier to have right. it all there. But it could be a good waiting area because every once in a while we get a group that shows up like way too early, and it's <laughs> like, it's like you got to wait. So. Yeah. Maybe just put them in there, and they can start putting together some more balloons. They have picnic to. tables or whatever. And yeah, I'll probably just put more of those in there. I need more tables, anyways, just in case there's a bigger event or we just don't have enough tables. Yeah, so. If there were more tables over there, I'd like to move the Z13 staging exclusively to over there. Yeah, no, I, I would I would prefer that. Um, there's more room, and this way you're not like yeah, you're in not, the bathrooms. You don't gotta <laughs> well that, and you don't gotta worry about hitting. Uh, um, people playing on their phones. It's isolated yeah. from the so player's area. dad sitting at the table so he can watch his son if he's sitting over in the staging area outside the arena. This is true, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so just working on things, trying to check things off the list and trying try not to take a full day off, like trying to accomplish things. So Yeah, slow day is a work day still. Exactly, that's when you get the most things. done. But, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Good deal. All right. Well, uh, today's topic is the new event uh, that we've started here at the Dark Club. Um, so just a little background. We've had the Z13 event going on for about how long now? Uh, I think this the Christmas one was our seventh Z13. So that makes seven months yeah. of gameplay thereabouts. Or thereabouts, you know. So or You know what? No, it, it would have been the sixth. The seventh event we had was the, the end prep. prep night, which mm-hmm. turned into Z13. Yeah, so we can count that. Yeah. Seven months. Seven. So that's what the only that's the major event that's been going on here at the Dark Club. Um, outside of you know Connor's everyday events, 
which are the most major of events. Yeah, this weekend was crazy with uh, the holidays. Oh, yeah, that was another cool thing. You had like an hour wait or something like that going for Yeah, 15 play. minutes into open play. So we have open play on Saturdays and Sundays from noon to 6, and 15 minutes into open play on Saturday, we were at capacity for open play. Yeah. And I immediately went on Facebook and was like, it's going to be an hour wait minimum. Like I put signs on the door that was like, if you have over four people, like it's going to be an hour and a half wait. People kept showing up and showing up, and I was like, oh, we've wow. made it work. But it was it was, uh, it was was hairy. Did you have but, three parties going on as well? No. Luck, luckily, we only had uh, two parties okay. uh, at the most, um, so it worked out because we were able to use two arenas for open play on that Saturday. So it was – I don't know how we would have done it if we had three parties going on. Jeez. So we got pretty lucky with that, but yeah. – that's awesome. It's all good though. stress. It's all good. Yeah, when I <laughs> have to remind myself, it's way better to be like stressed out and busy than slow and stressed out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, we got a, we got a little off topic. Yep, there. We're good, good, we're good. Good topic. But um, so Z13 has been going on for about the seven months. Um, we just recently started introducing the competitive night, and right on the heels of that came Sam's event, the Dart Ops. Okay, I'll let you give the full title. You can do the full title. Dart Ops Tactical Game Night. There you go. Um. <laughs> And that's, uh, that's been starting up, and so that slots into a range that fits between competitive and Z13, but has its own flavor and its own flair. So, Sam, why don't you just tell us kind of what the event's about so people can hear what we're doing. You know it better than any of us. So my main goal of the event is to kind of combine a lot of my favorite uh, just regular Nerf games, PvP games that I've played, and... Um, Within the time slot that we have, just cram it all in in the one night, basically. Yeah. And uh, I would I would split that up into three major components right now. The, f- the first one being our um, stealthy games where we just flip out all the lights. And a lot of that inspiration comes from a uh, church Nerf War that I used to attend at uh, Reynolds Corners in Toledo, Ohio. And... That was a great venue, uh, great place. We had a lot of games with like both lights on and off. You don't just have uh, like one of the same type the whole night. Um, mm-hmm. But in addition to that, I've also traveled out uh, like some of the East Coast wars I've had. Um, I had a very intense two versus two, just um, battling with super soakers amongst some portables, <laughs> and it was a great spot for that. There was a lot of ambushing going on things like that and i'm trying to bring all of that gameplay over here as well um, especially into the stealth games uh there is one particularly experimental game i'm working on um that will make more sense uh, coming over this saturday it's kind of like almost metal gear solid almost but okay we'll see how it turns out so um, an important thing to talk like to just set the stage sort of set the image here is that this game type, Sam mentioned it, is often lights low light or lights out. And that's that's unique here is that we've been, you know, when we play these games, there's the visibility is dependent on how much you want to use your flashlight. So flashlights are encouraged in these type of games that we played last time, right? It really depends on your play style. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I did was uh, putting a limit on the brightness of the flashlights since... I've done a few games uh, in a cave a few years back, and 
we brought in 500 lumen lights and they kind of just killed the experience. So that's primarily where that came from. Um, but I want players to be able to choose, like, take the, like, keep the lights off and ambush or keep the lights on and scan an area. It, it brings a lot of more dynamic to the gameplay that you don't see in other games. And speaking of the other games, um, I guess the second portion of what I'm doing at Dart Ops would be the big objective games. And um, that's kind of just your usual capture the flag, uh, things like that. But I have plans to try to work more of those in as long as we had time. I don't think we had time on the last event for those. No, we did the capture the flag with the dart tag flags, right? Yeah. But it was sort of diffuse that the bomb. The, yeah. Or um, the, what's the proper, do we have a, a Diffuse hobby? the objective. Demo, diffuse the objective. Demolition. Yeah, the uh, hobby appropriate terminology. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But that was that was cool. I was uh, a little too um, ungraceful trying to defuse the bomb. And well, that and it had some issues that I've never seen before, and I'm not sure. Low batteries, just, maybe. Uh, possibly. Um, but I I have a tentative plan to just replace that and use a flag or something. You would just grab rays and count to five. Just keep mm -hmm. it simple. Um, in addition okay. to that, uh, yeah. the other game we played uh, was Manhunt, which I believe a lot of you guys enjoyed. Yeah, Manhunt was quite fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoyed all the games we played that night. It Connor was... was a specialist with the lightning bow. Oh, yes, I was, yes. Deadly with the lightning bow. Um, that game actually came from a New Year's party with friends, and... I just brought all my nerf there. I think it was like 2008 or something. And people were like, yeah, let's play some nerf. And then uh, what happened was, I believe it was one person would just head out into the dark, um, just around the house, and then give them a few minutes. And then like five or six, the rest of us would just head out together and hunt them down. And one time, uh, the best player we had, he climbed a tree and kind of just hid there <laughs> trying to pot shot people. <laughs> and none of us could spot him. That's awesome. Yeah, that the way that this one went down, um, there were three of us on the hunted team, and the rest of the group were the hunters. And I was on the hunted team, and it was just such a cool experience because all the lights were out at this point. I don't even know if we had the little uh, mood light. There was sort of... Connor has these pretty cool uh, sound-reactive... Uh, color-changing lights, and we had one Speakers. of them. They're like DJ lights, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. They're like cheap $25 LED lights. But they're pretty cool. He had like There was like one of those on, and that was the only light on, and I don't even know if that was on for this game. But where we posted up the Hunted, um, we used sort of the, the, the hallway as a natural choke point, and we had the natural moonlight coming in through these big windows that um, are, at, well, at the very top of the arena, there are some glass windows and had natural moonlight. Just a really cool experience to have the sort of the spooky lighting. And you, we had to choose to use your flashlight or not. And, you know, we were even planning if we hadn't been taken out so quickly, um, we were going to use the flashlight as a distraction to, like, pull someone over to investigate the flashlight and, like, ambush them, like set a trap. Uh, I didn't get to use that though, so feel free to use it next time. <laughs> but it was a, that was a very cool experience. Yeah, we had a great time playing that. Neat. Cool. 
But what do you have uh, in mind for the next one? You said you're working on, or anything else you want to talk about? I mean, feel free to anything you want to add in there. Uh, the main new thing I want to experiment with is uh, that Metal Gear Solid kind of game I was talking about that I refer to as operative. Um, premise is pretty basic. You're gonna have one team with sidearms, and they're they're the team of guards, and they're. The location which they may go is more or less pretty restricted. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm still working out some of the details, but I have most of it down. This reminds me of Node. Have you seen the Node video where they do Metal Gear Solid and they have guards and they have um, special, they wear special goggles and earplugs? I haven't. No. Oh, I check that out. Ooh, man. this is a cool one. Plug, plug in this right now. Um, there's a node, N O D E does a series of videos where they play Nerf and airsoft, and they have um, air, a Nerf in a uh, sort of an, uh, not a hotel, but a, a mansion that they rent um, for a week or whatever, and they give uh, everyone has to wear earplugs, and they have to wear what look like um, sort of welding goggles or, or science lab goggles where they cover your whole eyes, and they tape off everything but a square slit in the front to reduce your vision to be that of like an NPC character. So all you can do, and you walk around, and you act like an NPC character, but you can't hear footsteps very well, and you can't see very well, and so even as smart as a human might be, you are oh, limited in your sensory capability. You lose your peripheral vision, yeah, even you, more so. Right. Just like, you know, in a game, you can run past an NPC like, oh, they didn't really notice you. Huh. Um, they play this as a game type, and I'm not sure how much of it was staged versus how much of it was real, but it seemed mostly real as far as I could tell. Um, they definitely staged their deaths to make them more dramatic where they're, you know, they, they get if they get hit, they fall over. But I don't think they planned that this person was going to get shot or anything like that. Hmm. So it looked fairly effective. Something I'll definitely consider. Um, yeah. Operative came from, uh, like, part of the inspiration came from um, a rule set that we had at Recon at the Church War. And in that game, the guards just had all these strict behavioral rules. Like, you have to kind of be like this way and that way. Mm, and right. this, um, like, with earplugs and field of view limiting goggles, that, that provides a much more organic way to provide the setup that you want and that's definitely something i'm strongly considering after after we're done with the podcast we'll pull it up check it out yeah yeah sounds good that's cool yeah i like the the now what's the goal of the uh the operative in this game is it going to be one operative in your the metal gear solid game or and what are they trying to do it's going to be a smaller team i want to divide into groups of three or groups of four mm -hmm. um, depending on how many rounds we can run and so the small team, what I have right now is a small team gets their primaries. And their main goal right now is to get from point A to point B. In the future, uh, to make this game more how I envisioned it, um, I want to shuffle and randomize the point A to point B through drawing darts or drawing cards mm, or whatever. Okay. Um, and then in addition to that, I would like to add collectible flags that you can have for additional points scattered throughout the playing area. But okay. since it's our first run, I'd like to keep it pretty simple. Just everyone knows there's a point A and point B, basically. It's a good plan. Um, 
we I see I think we struggle with game types that start out too yeah. too complicated. You know, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> we, we we're struggling with Z13 right now, trying to uh, scale it to the uh, popularity that it has achieved. Mm-hmm. You know, when we designed a lot of the games, they were uh, great for 20 to 25 people, and now that we're getting 30, 35, 40, 40 plus this time, yeah, yeah. um, it the difficulty is a little bit too much so mm-hmm. that's something that we're going to have to sit down i'm going to need some help from the admin team to uh to help figure it out yeah to help mediate and uh, scale the difficulty mm-hmm. it's yeah. a pretty large game design problem as a whole and for all our our listeners out there if you guys ever want to come out and see one of these z13 games or participate in one of these z13 games um you know they happen about once a month uh, up here in detroit We've started getting visitors um, from from hours away now, some of which you may even know from various YouTube channels and things along those lines. Um, but really good nerfers, really good sports. Everyone who's coming down is traveling for this event now. So it's one of those things, since it's become a regular occurrence, you can plan for it if you ever wanted to come visit and uh, join in on a match. We'd always be happy to have you. Just let us know you're coming. Yeah, let us know you're coming. We can make sure that it's planned properly, maybe even uh, you know organize um, you can get there early or something like that. You know, we can make it work. Yeah, we'd love to have have whoever. Sure. If you're wanting to come down, feel free to put it on the Discord channel um, or in a five star review on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> I gotta work that in every way I can. Not Stitcher though. Eh. So, are any episodes on Stitcher or? I think they are. I don't. We don't have Android devices. Is the problem? Oh, okay. People I, probably I, watch. So them. No, I listen, listen to on Stitcher. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, look at him. Yeah. They're all there. Oh, never mind. So what's that email that says? I think something that you're doing in the in the process of submitting is submitting it twice oh. because the error says that we cannot add your episode because it already exists. Interesting. Guys, there's an error. We get an email every time Connor posts an episode saying that your your content partner application has been rejected. It's like, are we trying to... What, I don't know what we're doing, but apparently we're trying to become partners with, uh, <laughs> with Stitcher. Like, that'd be cool but I guess they don't really want to. Yeah, I'm curious what I'm doing there. I don't know. It's a, it's a strange thing that we're not sure about, but if you guys know, let us know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add to that, Sam? Um, that's primarily it. Uh, I guess after we do all that, um, it's becoming tradition to end our game with just some silly rounds of like, blob awfuls, just silly fun games. That we goof around with. Yeah. Um, Awfuls was what we did last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Things you want to bring a deploy to. (laughs) Awfuls are wonderful. Somebody got a deploy. Who got a deploy? I think it was Nate. At the gift exchange. Nate, that's right. Nate got a a deploy at the gift exchange. There were some really good gifts at the gift exchange. Yeah. Did we, you know what? Did I skip right over recent nerf events? We did. So let's throw it in now. Yeah, we can throw it in now. Let's just do a a recap of this last Z13. And... Sam, anything? I, I guess I've said this already, but yeah, I feel like uh, if you want to throw anything else in, yeah, just go ahead. We can keep on. That's keep that's on mainly tracking. it with Dart Ops. I'm Good looking deal. forward to the next this one. This Saturday. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I uh, was able to rearrange to, to make it because this is the type of event where I bring Sebastian. You know, I'm uh, Sebastian is my 10 year old son. He's my oldest son. Um, but uh, I'm so busy coordinating Z13 that I haven't been bringing him to those events yet. Um, but since Sam is heading the uh, 
the the Dart Ops at at and that's a little bit slower pace than Z13 can get. Uh, it's a it's a good opportunity for me to get him out and get him involved. And since he got his his modified strife for Christmas, he's been itching to use it. So good, yeah. Yeah, I'm bummed. I'm not gonna make it. Yeah. I really wanted yeah, to. Me too. Not only get footage, but participate. Like it was a lot of fun last time we played. Build the anticipation for the next time. Plus, how often, uh, Sam? I know your answer to this question, but like, how often can you nerf? We practically nerf every weekend. We do. That's my yeah. goal. I know that's <laughs> your goal. I've heard you say it before. <laughs> it's a lot of nerf. Although, you know, our boy Connor here nerfs every day. Nerf life. Yeah, every day. Yep. Every day. It's good every for you. Day. It's good for you. <laughs> it is good. I usually am like crouching and hiding behind things it's so a good much workout, that I get man. like a, I get sore calf or sore uh, quads the next day because I'm not used to crouching so much. I tell you what, though, I need I need some more workout. I put my tactical vest on for Z13, and I could feel the all the uh, holiday dinners that <laughs> I had because it it was a little tighter than I remember it being. <laughs> Run extra hard. Yeah. So, so yeah. So recent events, we had a Z13. Um, last weekend, and that was our Christmas edition, uh, Club Z13. So it was a little bit slower paced because I I uh, built the uh, the game set list with the, uh, the knowledge that we were having a gift exchange in mind. So uh, one of the game types I introduced uh, two or three events ago was called Hunger Games. And it, as somebody pointed out that it's very similar to Fortnite as well. So uh, mm. You know, you start the game with no weapons at all, and you have to rush to a central point where uh, the house blasters have been stacked um, and usually mostly loaded, sometimes not as much. And then it's... My bad. Yeah, No, well, no, by design. <laughs> I like that, the, yeah. Even the first time we did it, some of the blasters were only half loaded, a quarter loaded. I forgot to tell people to load blasters when we were getting set up, so I felt a little silly. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, so... We did our traditional uh, zombie death match uh, two times, which we usually do matches two or three times depending on the uh, how the split of humans versus zombies is uh, to begin with. You know, because some of our game types uh, we split into multiple groups, and then one group will be the humans, and the other groups will be the zombies, and then we'll switch that around. Um, but to facilitate taking up the time for the gift exchange, we only did one uh, go at Hunger Games. And then we did a gift exchange, uh, kind of, what do they call it, white elephant or Yankee gift swap? Basically, everybody who put a gift in got a number, and then we went down the line, and everybody that had a number could pick one of the gifts off the table. And we didn't do stealing or anything like that, but um, and, and the, the parameters for the gift exchange was 5 to $10 hobby-related gift. And there were a few people that kind of cheaped out, there were, but there were also some really cool blasters somebody put in a fully modified vulcan mm -hmm. there was a modified uh hyper fire in there mm -hmm. um joe stiffy p the guy with the 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 pinky uh pac-man shield got a Snapfire eight and i am so jealous i don't know what that is but this, i do know he put in the modified vulcan okay so. that makes sense so the Snapfire eight is another dart tag blaster and oh. it's the double action trigger that you can yes. adjust the tension on to for an easier trigger pull or no, no, to make no. it shoot Jesse harder. got that. No, Joe, because he was, I had a discussion with him about him. Maybe Jesse put it in, but I know that Joe 
Joe got it. You're right it. because you no no you you are totally right because um, Jesse was just playing with it because Jesse got the banana holster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lucky him. Uh, that was pretty I, cool. Super actually, super jealous yeah. that that Joe got that snapfire. And there there were some other really. You're leaving out the fact it was new in. Oh box. yeah, that's, yeah, it was. It was new, brand new in box. Brand new in box. Um, <sighs> with the darts, everything. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was immaculate. It, it was awesome. So th- some people, you know, really went above and beyond. You know, I know that uh, uh, Tom put in a um, who we have kicked off the podcast. <laughs> no, He's we fired. haven't. He's actually under the weather today. Um, but uh, Tom put in a water bottle from Out of Darts. You know, and guess th- who got it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, what did you get? I got to use Jolt. That's all. That's oh. it. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, it's all right. It may that may have been all that the person who put that in could could handle. True. Um, I'm glad, given some of the caliber of other gifts that were given, that I'm the one that got that rather than somebody who was really looking forward to it. You know, the gift exchange, mm-hmm. getting it, and then being disappointed. I'm okay with it. So. Yours was wrapped in like. A Deadpool package, right? So that was so. In addition to the the, Apollo. the gift exchange that we did, uh, Matt, oh, okay. who is an employee at the Dart Club and also a prominent member of the SDNC, um, had collected a huge tub of blasters that he was looking to get rid of. So instead of selling them or donating them or giving them away, he sold raffle tickets. And a dollar got you a raffle ticket, and then he would pull numbers, and then you got to go up and grab a blaster out of the bin. Um, he kind of rigged the first pull rather than actually just reading it off. He said, all right, first pick goes to Tim because he had two dart tag flags, like Sam was talking about using earlier, that I had asked him if he would donate them to the club so that we could use them for game types and whatnot. So he called me as the first pick instead of waiting for me to get the numbers so that we could get those for the club. Yeah, no, that was a classy move. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. Thank you. Shout he's, out shout out to you, Matt. Thanks. Classy yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, but there was we'll, some We'll have to get him on the podcast sometime. Yeah, there was some good stuff in the in that bin too. Um, you know, there was uh you know, just accessories and and some random blasters that you know, there was, there was I got something pretty cool. I got a McDonald's toy that's a mini version of like the dart tag flag. It it's all it is. It's like it looks like a little rocket, but the center section is clear and it's got rubberized edges. And you turn it on, and it once it stops moving, the light goes solid. And when you knock it over, the light turns off. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was at the bottom of the bin. I was like, "What is this?" Or I asked him like, "So, so what is like?" There are things left. I was like, I don't know what this is. He's like, "Oh, look at this thing you showed me that." And he's like, "You want it?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll take yeah. that." So that's going on my desk at work. Awesome. So, and I don't know how many people realize this, but the money that he raised from that raffle is going to go to an SDNC flag. That's what it's for? Yeah. That's wow. what he decided he was going to put the money towards. So deal. Uh, I don't know if it's just going to be the SDNC logo or maybe if we do more of like a, um, you know, nerfing in Detroit theme and we have the Detroit Dark Club logo on there and we have the Z13 logo and the SDNC and maybe, um, maybe Blaster Hub gets on there. Um, Blaster Hub? What's Blaster Hub? Blaster shop. Blaster shop. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Parts coming out soon. Was waiting until January. Mm-hmm. Fine. Good spot for a plug. I was waiting for January Excellent. for tax reasons. <laughs> so Blaster Hub is Buff Daddy's yeah. website. So no, not Blaster Hub. Blaster shop. That's what I meant. 
Yeah. <laughs> Good old Buff Daddy. Yeah. He's got a... He was a fun guy, too. Yeah. Buff and, and Alice Kotuk. That's right. Uh, we're both at this last Z13, in addition to um, Jonathan and Sean from Blaster Corps. So mm-hmm. we had uh, we had some definite experience in the house. I know that uh, some of the guys from Youngstown have been trying to get up here. Um, yeah. Um, we get a good group of traveling yeah. people who will drive a couple hours to get here. It's great. And they're all really into it, too, which helps. If they're driving that far, yeah. they're coming to have fun. So I'm glad we're getting some of uh, you know, it, it, the greater yep. HVZ community at large coming right to on. see our event. It, it makes us feel established. It feels cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys want to do some shout-outs? Yeah. Let's do that. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, let you shout-out, or you shout-out, because I can't remember who I was going to shout. I mean, we're all going to shout someone out. Go right? ahead. Go ahead, Connor. Oh, me? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll shout out uh, Allison uh, Buff Daddy for making the trip. It was. I'm a big fan of Alice's uh, YouTube channel, her style of just editing and music. And when I heard Tom say that Alice is here, I was like, what? Like, where does she even live? Yeah. Canada. So yeah. That's cool. Close yeah. enough. And she was super friendly, too. So that was cool. So I'm going to shout them out. And who else? Hmm. I'm in the same boat you, as, as I Eric. Know. I can't remember. I, all of a sudden, like, we talked about it. We've got the sheet um, in front. I'd like to shout out, yeah, Matt and Tim and Eric for kind of handling uh, the last Z13 event because it was like, there was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. It was it, it, was, it was a little bit slower paced. And it, well, we also had a lot of things in between to do with the yeah. gift exchange and all, which were awesome. But that I'm sure that ate in with some of the games, but it was overall it was a great yeah. atmosphere and experience. Oh, I remember who I was going to shout mm-hmm. out. The shout out. Uh, we, <laughs> oh yeah. The shout out goes to the person who's been shouted out the most on the podcast. The shout out goes to Beret. Oh. I am yeah. sorry that I rejected your application to the SDNC. I wasn't paying very close attention because it came from his his real Facebook account and not his. Uh, his persona Facebook account. So I was like, who is this random person from out West applying to the club? Why would they? So I rejected it. And then I clicked on it to see where he actually lived. I was like, Oh, that's beret. So I messaged him. I was like, I'm a schmuck. Please reapply. We'd love to have you in our group. Uh, so shout out to you. Um, and in a little bit of the same uh, theme, I will shout Drac out in this episode. Um, mm, his yep. his recent video on um, the, what, what did he call it? The last of my kind, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something um, like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a kind of a sad sentiment, but I completely understand where he's coming from. And to be perfectly honest, it gives me a lot better insight into his current headspace because he's he's trying to balance the hobby and the community he loves with making a living for himself and and the struggles he's facing and, and actually talking to us about it um you know it, it just it helped me understand a lot better what he's going through and um i, I gotta give him respect for that because it's a hard conversation to have mm-hmm. yeah it was a good video he's always got a little bit of his personality that is he has a personality for sure and he was talking about how like coop gained a personality I feel like Drax always kind of had that I'm the well, undead personality. No, so... So he's like treading the line is what I'm getting at, which well, is what he was talking about. Well, what he was actually... So there, about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, Coop actively went through like psychological conditioning 
himself to have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's what Drac was talking about. Like, he's got a whole video about it on his website. Oh, okay. Or on his YouTube channel. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shout out CNC Kitchen, a YouTube channel that I've been watching uh, as a German dude. And he does uh, cool videos about all types of CNC stuff. I've been particularly looking at 3D printing uh, videos that he does and looking at some of the strength testing, material comparisons, temperature resistances, um, of different 3D printer material types. He does a pretty rigorous testing and uh, just been enjoying that. So shouting uh, that person out in his channel. So Sam, you got anything? Shout out to my friends at waterwar.net. I missed the last game they had, but I'll be back. What nice. is it? Waterwar.net? No. Yes. Wow. Wait, Water Wars? Yes. Oh, I thought why, like the Y Hopper thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you're actually using squirt, squirt guns, squirt blasters. Super soakers, son. Yeah, we use soakers, and a lot of the games we play are pretty similar to some of the Nerf games we play. I actually started that hobby first before I went to Nerf. How now, do you count? I feel like we. What, I feel like we missed out on something. How do you like count hits and stuff like that? It's more difficult. Huh. Yeah. Um, um, are you guys playing right now? <laughs> That's my, that was my question. Uh, they just had a game uh, the other weekend. In, indoor, outdoor? Um, out in the woods in North Carolina. Oh my god! It's a pretty obscure. Community. Well, that's how well, you count the... your hits. You count how many spots um, are frozen on your shirt. It's not that cold down there, but yeah, it's like <laughs> ugh, ugh. We should have a squirt gun fight out. I in feel the like of I could just wait. <laughs> Hypothermia will set in. We'll have. I'm just space, gonna walk up to your blankets. car and go like this all over the squirt all over the windshield. Like ha! If you're shot, it's immediately a. The worst part is if you leave the blaster just sitting there, the water will freeze. And <laughs> oh, God. Are there homemades? There's got to yes, be homemades. Yes, there are. Oh, I believe. Um, they're nowhere since... near as good as Nerf, Okay, they're there. Sam, I think you might end up growing the water blaster community. Uh-huh. And these guys, they they're, they joke about it I, right now, but... I still have my Super Soaker 250. I'm going to break that bad Do you boy. remember those back in the day, those like X3000, yes. whatever, you pump it a few pop, times pop, and it pop. shoots the whole thing? Yeah, so, but my my first one was the Super Soaker 200. That was the big red one that had the twin yellow tanks. On I top may of have it. had that. I had one that was like is bigger than me. And yeah, it was it, like and oh yeah, it had power. I mean, you've seen Sebastian. That thing is bigger than Sebastian was. It, or that thing was bigger. than I Sebastian only have a is. memory of it. I can't picture and I was what it size. was. Yeah, and Sam, what's this one that was black and purple? Had the yellow tanks. Had like double twi- <laughs> twin yellow. nozzles. It was black and purple. Had like yellow a yellow pressure tank. Had a bipod. Um, had dual nozzles and you could select the, the spray. Monster XL. Yes, that's the oh one. Oh my, I, I thought he was trolling you and you actually know what he's talking about. That's <laughs> no, no, it's a real thing. I'm that's not trolling That's hilarious. Him. No, I thought you were just like trolling him for an answer like you didn't actually expect. Hey, I didn't Sam, expect him to answer. What do you call a garden hose? It's just a garden hose. I don't, <laughs> cheating. I don't know. No, I'm not All right, we're unplugging Eric's mic now. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that was the Monster XL was sweet. We had that in the neighborhood growing up. It was wow. awesome. It's a very fun blaster. You just like set it in the pool and it just dumps its whole load at once. Yeah. <laughs> what? Anyways, um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we're posting regular pictures, stories now as Connor's been great about capturing stories during the whole uh, recording process. Uh, also the pictures and behind the scenes content um, let us leave some feedback let us know how we're doing we have been getting great feedback on the discord channel so join us there if you want to add anything to the conversation and be an active part of our community that we all are in together uh, for connor 
Tim and not Tom, but Sam instead. This is Eric, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care, guys.